Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Here on 93.7 The Fan, Bob Pompiani. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. Hope it continues this weekend. Matt Harkins is back at the home base taking your calls. It's 412-928-9370. That's the fan hotline. You can call it. He'll put you on the air. You can also tweet me at KD Pomp and follow us on Twitter at 93.7 The Fan, driven by Jim Shorkey Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations at shorkeykia.com and text us on the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Well, Chris Meller kept you company for the last couple of hours. I'll be here until 1 o'clock, and if you'd like to weigh in on some of these topics, uh, feel free to call at 412-928-9370. Uh, the Steelers are in a predicament right now. Three losses in a row. On the surface, there don't appear to be many solutions. They have an offense that cannot run the ball. They have an offense that cannot throw the ball deep. And they have an offense that is living and dying with a short passing game, most recently dying. Something's got to change here in the next couple of weeks. The question is, how does it change at 412-928-9370? This is not an easy fix, because as I said, they don't have the push up front. They've lost the war in the trenches the last three weeks, and quite frankly, prior to that, that Baltimore game featuring the COVID Ravens, before that, the Cowboys game, none of those were pretty games. They eked out wins, which is why a lot of people did not buy the 11-0 standing. I'm still one who believes if you win, you win, but I also, you know, you could look at it objectively and come to the conclusion they haven't won impressively enough. They didn't feel like an 11-0 team. They have a chance to change that. Final home game of the year against the Colts. But this is a Colts team that is very good at what they do. And Phillip Rivers, same age as Ben Roethlisberger, last three games, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Last week, 78% passer uh, completion rate, which is really good. And unlike his days in, you know, San Diego slash L.A., Philip Rivers doesn't have to do everything himself. He's had some good receivers in, in Charger land, there's no question. But here in Indianapolis, they run the ball well with Jonathan uh, Taylor leading the way in a really good offensive line led by Quentin Nelson. Uh, but they also have some good pass options, too. Naheem Hines has been good. T.Y. Hilton, you know about him. They've got some good production from their tight ends. They mix it up. They can move the line. And that's the thing the Steelers have got to somehow figure out, how to stop this team, especially if your offense shows a, a lot of three and outs. And we saw that last week. You know, they are one of the uh, worst teams in the league when it comes to punting. They've had more third downs than any team in the NFL. And you don't want to get the third down necessarily. You want to avoid them. 
They've actually had more third downs than the New York Jets, and that says a lot about their first and second down offense. The Steelers have got to figure out a way to do it. Ben Roethlisberger. A lot of people nationally are questioning his arm strength. Yet in some of these games, including last week's, you've seen zip on some of the balls. The accuracy has been a problem down the field, and it would be good to hook up a few of those because even though the Steelers tried to show you play action last week, play action does not work unless you can legitimately run the ball. And they've had, they have not done that. Third and short has not been good. Fourth and short has not been good. There have not been quarterback sneak calls, and that to me is the most reliable third and short, fourth and short call. To me, your quarterback, get the line of scrimmage, take it, and go low, you'll get the yard every time. But they haven't done all of that. They have an issue with first and second downs. And that's where a run game at the beginning of the season, when they didn't have this issue, looking at the first six games, right there they were 10th in the NFL in third down. They didn't have that many compared to where they are right now. Ever since then, they haven't been able to move the chains. Ever since then, they haven't gotten any surge from their offensive line, and their running game has gotten kaput. James Conner's been out. He had COVID. He's now injured. He should be back. The question I want to ask you at 412-928-9370, if he's healthy, if he's back, who starts? Is it Benny Snell, or will it be James Conner? Or does it matter? How do you think the Steelers need to approach this game, and what do you think they need to concentrate on in order to make it happen? To me, again, it's going to be just giving their defense a little bit of a rest. When you punt as much as they do, when you give it up on third down as much as they do, and last week when you turn it over as much as they do, you make the job of the defense very difficult. All 17 points for them early on in that game were result of turnovers, and turnovers will kill you. Roethlisberger, I mean, there were a couple of others. He could have been intercepted four or five times in that game. He needs to be better. They need to be better. And it starts with a better possession game on offense to take pressure off the defense. And, again, it sounds good in theory, but how do you do it? They only have the same people. They can't do much in terms of changing personnel right now. They're getting very little production out of the tight end spot. That's one area in the in you know the offseason. They have, they have a lot of things to address, but that's one area – I'd like to see them really try to target and become better. Eric Ebron has one more year left. He's just not good in the run game. He's good in the red zone when he's down there, and that's what he does. But they need more than that from the tight end game. A lot of these teams have really good tight ends, and a lot of these teams take advantage of that. Over the middle, taking pressure off wide receivers. The other thing is, which wide receivers are going to step up on a consistent basis? Deontay Johnson had his problems with the fumbles. You know, he's the most dangerous guy. Chase Claypool has, you know, a lot of the his reps cut just because of a rookie. <clears throat> potentially he's hit a wall. Potentially he's not, not sure exactly uh, what the issue is with him. But he's been a very good player for them, and he needs to continue to be. And then we get to Juju Smith-Schuster who finally this week came out and said he will no longer dance on logos. Again, my stance on this has always been, I don't care what guys do on their Instagram accounts. It's just the way it is today. We all have them. Everybody does stuff on them. It's just the kind of dancing you do and when you do it. When you do it before a game, when you do it on the other team's logo, that just invites opportunities to have distractions, to have other teams step up, 
I don't think there's any coincidence. He got blown up on a play that Roethlisberger probably should have never given to him when Von Bell came up. And that, I mean, he was just waiting on that play, and he blew up Smith-Schuster, who fumbled the ball. Again, you may think that's nothing. They think it's something. Is, is there motivation in there? Is that just hyperbole? Whatever. Bottom line is, why give anyone an, an opportunity to talk about it? And he said this week he's doing it because it's been a distraction. Absolutely, it's a distraction. That's what it does. It makes people talk about everything else. Do it when you score. That's all you need to do. Yet a lot of uh, Steelers players came to his defense saying it's not that big a deal. Well, I think it is becoming a deal when people talk about it so much and when other people in the other locker room admit that they see it and they're somewhat motivated by it. Buffalo said that. Their quarterback said it. This week in Cincinnati, their defensive back said it. Why give them that uh, distraction? doesn't make any sense. 412-928-937. Let's go to Alan, who joins us on the cell phone. And, again, if you call, we'll get you on here. Love to hear from all of you out there. Alan, you're first. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling sure, sir. Anytime. I'm Tennessee this morning. Oh. Hey, um, I just wanted to make a comment real quick that I'm probably going to be the contrarian here, which is I'm usually very enthusiastic about the Steelers this whole season. I, I just think they went into the season with Ben planning on this short. I mean, it's the Mason Rudolph passing game. It really is. We went, we flew down to Dallas for that game and got as high up as we could in the stadium to sort of get that coach's view. It was horrible. My son's 17, and he's like, this offense is horrible, and even bad defenses could load up on it. That being said, I'm going to sound crazy right now. I feel more enthusiastic going into this week than I have the past couple of weeks. I just saw some flickers in the running game and a little bit with Ben last week, especially in the second half. I know it didn't work out. The defense was a little bit more disappointing than I expected, and I think they're running out of gas maybe. But as far as the offense, I have a little bit more enthusiasm, and you know, I thought they were going to just lose out the season, and I have a feeling they might have a good chance tomorrow. So what do they have to do then, Alan? Why are you optimistic? I just saw a little bit of a flicker, like I said, with – with Benny Snell running the football um, in the second half last week, I saw a little bit more of a commitment. And I think a lot of this is mental, in my opinion. It's almost like a Pedro Alvarez thing with Ben. Those first few throws last week against Cincinnati, it wasn't a weak arm, Bob. They were telegraphed. Like Ben's trying to aim that football. When they go no huddle a little bit and sort of just open it up like they did in the second half when he's not thinking about it and he's just throwing, he's a lot more accurate. And he shows that he still has a little bit of juice in that arm. So, And they could still run. They could run a no huddle, and they could still run out of that. And the offensive linemen could still put their hand in the dirt every once in a while, too. I just wish they'd look at those options a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of things they have to take care of. I'm not of the belief that Ben Roethlisberger's arm shot like a lot of people have thrown out there. I'm not, because I've seen zip on passes. It's just the accuracy of them. And I also think what's happened here, Alan, is at the beginning of the season, they were far more aggressive on offense. Lately, they've become too finesse, as if they're trying to protect Roethlisberger. I think they got sucked into that that streak of uh, 269 consecutive snaps without a sack. And when you I do that, that, you know, you can't, you, you have to at some point go back there, and if you're going to get hit, you're going to get hit. If you're going to get sacked, you're going to get sacked. But you're going to have to go deeper to let pass routes develop. You can't do it on two-second releases. You just can't. I could not agree more. I couldn't agree more, Bob. There were games where I'm like, they're so pa- they're so happy about this 2.2 seconds to get the ball out. 
I'm like, they're playing against teams that don't even have a good pass rush. They might have a good deep pass game if they would just give it a try. I just think they got so, like you said, locked into that system. That, you know, And I think Ben runs that offense. I think everybody knows that. And I think once he gets his mind to something, he's not going to change his mind. Yeah, he could be right, but I do think he's, you know, number one, he wants to win. And he doesn't want to go out long. And so they're in a situation where you gotta, uh, you gotta just do what you gotta do to be better. I think all those guys were, sorry about the interruption. I thought I had this thing on, uh, do not disturb. Matt, do you hear me? Okay. Well, I don't know. I got a call on these cell phones. When you get a call, it interrupts the whole feed. Anyway, thank you, Alan. I appreciate your call. We have plenty more coming up. I got Bill and Carnegie coming up after the break here. But first, I want to also tell you about uh, what's going on with our show sponsors? We want to thank everyone who's made the show possible, and they've done this for many years. I appreciate the partnership and the support of Allegheny Health Network, Health for All, and on the front line of COVID care. Also, PNC Bank, make today the day. Driven, as always, by Number One Cochrane. Go in style and get one better at Number One Cochrane. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, as well as Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call on Pittsburgh CW. We got more coming up. 412 928 9370 until 1 o'clock. Let me know what you think, and I'd love to hear from you as we continue live right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Welcome back, everyone. Bob Pompiani here with you. I want to remind you about something very special that this uh, Intercom radio company has done, uh, and this is to honor his memory. Gino Filipponi Memorial Scholarship Fund has been set up. This fund, <clears throat> as you know, will support high school students who want to pursue a degree in marketing or communications. This is for Andrew and Amanda Filipponi's son, uh, who was born and died because of some heart conditions. Difficult situation. I get choked up even talking about it. As a parent, I can't even imagine something like this. I've told Andrew and Amanda both that Gino will forever live in their hearts. He is the guardian angel. And you could make his memory last by contributing to the Memorial Scholarship Fund. Details are available at 937thefan.com. Lisa and I will definitely do this, and I hope you do too. And it doesn't matter what you want to give. Anything makes a difference. Everything makes a difference. And again, our condolences to Andrew and Amanda, especially this time of the year. To have to go through something like that is just brutal. So we wish them the best. Gino's up there looking down on them, and you can certainly help preserve his memory. 412-928-9370, that is the number to call as we continue to talk about the Steelers, who are underdogs at home to the Colts. But I also want to widen this. You know, it was a busy week this week because Josh Bell was traded by the Pirates for a couple of prospects, and that's exactly what they do every year, and they've done it again. I want to talk about that and the Penguins, who are going to start. And this schedule is interesting, 56 games starting on January the 13th. A lot of home-and-home home or home-home home series, like, for example, right off the bat, at uh, there'll be two games at Philly, and there'll be back-to-back. -back. Then they come home for two games against Washington, back-to-back, -back, or at least two and three nights. But it limits travel, and it gives you a little bit more of a carryover in terms of something that may happen in the first game heading into the second game. So I do want to talk about those topics as well. If you have a take, please call me. Right now, let's go out to Carnegie, and Bill is joining us there. What's up, Bill? How are you? Hey. Hello, Bill. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good, you? Good. I want to talk a little bit about the X and the O's. 
on the run blocking and also mm-hmm. a little bit about the receivers' routes. One thing, you see a lot of these teams that have good run games, they run combo blocks where the initial attack at the line of scrimmage is a double team and they drop off to the linebackers. You see this from most of the good running teams, yet the Steelers, you don't see too much of it. The other thing is their first movement on that line is straight up. Everybody knows blocking is about leverage and driving your legs, feet work. The higher you are, the worse you are. In third and one, if you watch the film from last week, the first movement that whole line did is pop straight up. And you're beat. As soon as you do that, you're beat. The laws of gravity, that's how run blocking works. The other thing is throw in some traps. If you can't beat them, muscle on them, trick them. You know, pick a guy out that you want to trap that's coming hard across the line and trap him from the backside. Um, the other thing is with, like, Villanueva, they didn't help him at all. He was getting killed. A chip block from a back, a tight end chip in his shoulder. These are things that normal coaches think of every day, and we're not thinking of them. The, the, the wide receivers crossing routes. Line a wide receiver up in the backfield, match him with a linebacker on third and long. Get him one-on-one with a linebacker. There, there's things that we can do coaching-wise that we keep blaming it on the players, and I don't think it's the players. I think it's the coaching. Well, I do think, Bill, the scheme has been called into question, and I think it gets to the point where if they don't change a lot of what they're doing, it's become obvious, and thank you for the call, Bill, uh, that the other team knows exactly what's coming, and that's the last thing you want. <clears throat> and, 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 again, last week they tried play action, but Cincinnati never bought it, and the reason is because they haven't had any success on the run. Yeah, Benny Snell had a decent night, but on third and one and fourth and one, they couldn't do it. Now, you talked about leverage. That's part of it. If you... If you watch the line of scrimmage surge, the Steelers oftentimes on those short yardage situations get none of it. They're pushed backwards. That's why we had on those two, if you look at the third, there were two third and ones and a fourth and one. On the third and ones that didn't work, there were minus five yards. It wasn't even like no game. It was just minus five yards. So that's all true. That's all a big problem. And I think, again, unless you prove to people you can extend the field down the the field at times, you're going to be in the same situation. Uh, they're more than willing to give you the underneath stuff. And what they're doing is jamming the box. They're jamming the receivers. There's no time to make these routes work. And when you want to get rid of it quickly, you better have precision on those routes, and they haven't had it. 412-928-9370. I want to thank our sponsors once again. It's Allegheny Health Network, PNC Bank, Number 1 Cochran, Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, and Ireland Contracting. And on that note, we go out to Anthony, who joins us in Oakland. Hello, Anthony. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Bob. Bob, look, I, I uh, watched the game over. I even got the – I could adjust it so I can see the coach's view of uh, the Steeler offense. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ben Roethlisberger can't go deep anymore. Defenses know it. When you allow a morbid organization like the Bengals to, to beat you by 10 points, the Bengals look like they were the ones fighting for the playoff. Uh, they were the ones fighting for the division title, True. not the Steelers. You're right. It was It was horrible. Ben well, Rothenberg that also goes to their starts, which to me are, are traceable to coaching, too. You can't start every game by not scoring on your first possession. You can't start every game by being last in the first quarter in, in points produced. They just you, you're, you're always going to come. Now you're trailing, which means you're going to pass more anyway. And that's not their strength right now. Well, he looks like a Ben Roethlisberger, Circular 2019, a Patriot 
in Seattle game. He just doesn't have the arm strength. And on and you, it, the example is where he tried to <laughs> – he throws to uh, Eric Ebron with three people around him, even though I know he saw Chase Claypool breaking deep. He couldn't get it to him. He can't get it to him. He knows he can't get it to him. And he's hurting the ball club by not being truthful here, man. You got to well, <laughs> missing receivers is a big problem too. They've missed some some open receivers. You're not you're. It's just a matter of waiting, and uh, you know, a smidge longer. Uh, to your point, and that just hasn't happened. So, because he has no confidence in it. That's why I, I do no think confidence anymore. is a little bit of a problem here, and I think right. it has to change. But he's a pretty confident person generally. We're going to find out a lot about what this team is made of tomorrow, Anthony. This you don't want to get to the final game of the year determining if you're going to win or lose. Well, they're, they're not going to win any more games this year, Bob. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, this this season is done. As long as they're putting all their hope in Ben Roethlisberger. But I got to run, my brother. I love you. Please be safe. All right, Anthony. Too. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And happy holidays to you. Always look forward to his card. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. With Matt Harkins back at the studio controlling the ones and the twos, call him at 412-928-9370. This is Bob Pompiani. Our show is brought to you by AHN, Allegheny Health Network, PNC Bank, Number One Cochrane, Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, and Ireland Contracting, home of the sports call every night on Pittsburgh CW. Also want to remind you, best automotive deals year-end. Shop them at Shorty Kia, Wexford 2021 Kia Forte LXS, just 119 a month. All vehicles come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Visit Jim Shorkey, Kia, Wexford.com. Back to the lines we go at 412-928-9370. We got Jim on the cell. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey, Bob. How are you? Um, Good, thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking on we don't have such a bad offense. I don't think it's just bad play calling. I'm like, I never see any misdirection. Nobody's ever open. Every time Ben makes a throw, there's somebody draped on the guy. They've, they've shortened their field of play. I don't know why to the short passing. It's making it so easy for these defenses to play 15 yards. They're not even having to cover anything past 15. I don't get the play calling at all. It's just four guys standing up, running straight out, little patterns, whatever they're doing. There's no misdirection. There's no people moving around, no pieces moving. It's just so easy to defend. And like we've been saying, a running game's weak at best. And I'm thinking, man, what does it take to – I watch these other teams like uh, Kansas City, some other uh, uh, New Orleans. People are open. They throw the ball and they're open. They're wide open. And I'm like, man, what is well, that like? I think, Jim, you hit the nail on the head where you say they've shortened their field in terms of what the other team has to defend. When you do that – uh, you make it easy on them. They don't respect the run, number one. They're not respecting the deep ball, number two. So you could jam receivers, get in their way, knowing it's a short passing game. They've got to disprove that. They've got to come out and do something different here. And a lot of it is play design and play call and play execution, too. Let's remember that. It has to be executed right. But I think you also have a situation going on where you got some older guys, and the offensive line has had some injuries. They're just not what they once were. And when that happens, when you get beat right at the snap at the line of scrimmage, that leads to problems. We've seen it on third and short, fourth and short. We've seen it on short yardage generally. And they're not doing themselves any favor on first and second down. But a lot of those plays have had a predictability to them. So, well, I agree. I agree with all of that. And I just need to move some P. Nobody's even in motion anymore. They're, 
There's no one moving, doing anything. If I was a defender, I'd be like, this is great. <laughs> I don't have to chase nobody and guess nothing. My guy's just right in front of me. It's not that hard to protect and watch. And then I got another uh, interesting point I want to make, or a point I want to ask, or a question I want to ask. The um, offensive line, the offense gets down to the goal line. Why are we never spreading it out at the goal line? And then just give the ball to one of the running backs. It's always 11 guys in the, you know, right there on the line. Just so we're going to push our wheel against yours. I don't care about our wheel against theirs. I care about points. You know, spread this thing out and let a guy run right through the middle. Take out four guys out of the equation. Well, that's, you know, that's then, actually a good thought. When you're down there and you spread it out, you do create more op- openings. And then that highlights one-on-one battles on that line. And, and they should be able to win some of those. Jim, thanks for the call. We're up against it. I want to go to Lou in Staten Island. Lou, welcome to the show. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. Uh, you know, there are a lot of times in life, I mean, I can't think of one that, you know, I'm hoping to be wrong, and this is one of them. But the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers are dead man walking. It's over. It's a wrap. And I said that Bengal game, and after the Bengal game, it is so obvious. And And, and what's happening here is, it's a four-prong scenario that is a toxic thing that's going on. Number one, injuries on defense. Number two, an offense that can't run the ball slash can't complete deep passes. Number three, a coaching staff who is incapable of making adjustments. And that's not just in 2020. That's been going on for the last five years. And if you look at it really deeply, Bob, we collapsed in, a couple of years back against Jacksonville. We collapsed last year, and we're in the process of collapsing again. And it's the same problems that the team has, short yardage offense. Think about it. Playoff loss against Jacksonville. Couldn't convert third and one, fourth and one. All this year, last year, and we have excuses for everything, but when you look at it, there's a common denominator here, and that is the coaching staff. And what will it take? Now, I get it, okay? Bob, I go back not as long as you, but pretty long. And I went through the early 80s and the mid-80s with no quarterback play. And I understand that we're in the process of watching our great quarterback come to an end. And the young Steeler fans who are spoiled with this man are ready to just throw him aside. But the reality is this. It's coming to an end. And when you put all these things together equals probably the worst 11-3 and team in the history of the league. <laughs> we have more flaws on this team there are flaws. than There's no you doubt. could possibly imagine. You know? and, Luke, and, and, and I think you make yes, some very Mark. valid points there. And, again, I gotta, I gotta, I'm up against it here, but I do appreciate your call and always uh, look forward to your feedback. Yeah, I mean, the defense has suffered some injuries. That's no nothing to dispute that, except that other teams have injuries, too. You've got to get over that. Uh, as far as the offense becoming too predictable, it has. It's become too predictable. Coaching adjustments. See, I look at coaching adjustments even to start games. So we've seen eight straight games with no points on the first possession. And the first possession oftentimes results in three and out. There haven't been a lot of things going on early in games. That makes life a little easier. We saw in the Tennessee game how they came out and fired it right down the field and scored. I'm not willing to go there with Roethlisberger yet. I still think I see Zip in his arm. I still think... He has the capability of getting it done down the field. Now, do I have proof? No, other than the 184-yarder to Chase Claypool. But I do see zip on touchdown passes. Uh, I saw them. 
split defenses in Tennessee on a touchdown to Deontay Johnson. I saw it last week, even in the Cleveland game. That touchdown pass in the corner of the end zone. Uh, it's there. It's just not there consistently enough. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't, to me, it's got to be better. It has to be better down the field in order to spring everything else up front because you cannot continue to operate with a short field. It just does. You're making it too easy on defensive teams. Cincinnati knew early in the game that they had, you can tell they were into the game. They had more energy than the Steelers, which to me is just ridiculous to think of when you consider what the Steelers had available to them on that night. And it would have made tomorrow easier. It would have made the last game of the year easier. As it is right now, they got to play to win them. And uh, if not, the last thing you want is a five-game losing streak heading into the playoffs. And by the way, right now, the first-round matchup would be Pittsburgh-Indianapolis. So you may get a little preview of that one coming up tomorrow at Heinz Field. 412-928-9370. Mike on the cell, hang on. I'm going to get to you. We have to go to a break. We have to do a lot of things here. But, uh, Mike, you'll be first up as we come back for the next hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 